0: Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. The story we're going to read about today is a, well, somewhat strange but wonderful story about how God can take the most bitter circumstances in our lives and literally will turn those into showers of blessings. Bitterness has been defined as a feeling of deep anger and resentment, an emotion which encompasses both anger and hate, and often a result of some past event that has hurt, scarred, and even jaded the person. Let's go to Exodus chapter 15 for today's study, beginning at verse 22, we read, Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah, So the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he had thrown it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he tested them. He said, If you diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight and give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will not afflict you with any of the diseases which I have afflicted the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elam where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees, and they camped there by the waters. You see, it was a happy time. The children of Israel had just been delivered from the clutches of an evil Egyptian tyrant. They had crossed the Red Sea, and now they were walking in the wilderness They were thirsty. For three days, they had been looking for an oasis but had found nothing. And they were desperate for water. Just when they thought they would thirst to death, they spotted an oasis in the distance. They ran as fast as they could to scoop up that water and parch their thirst. Thanking God for his goodness, they reached down into the water with eager anticipation, brought the water up to their parched lips, took one drink, and discovered that the water was bitter. They even named this oasis Mara, which literally means bitterness. You know, you could actually paraphrase verse 23 this way Now, when they came to bitterness, Now, may I give you some fair warning today? Everyone, every one of us will come to the waters of bitterness. Sometime, someplace, sooner or later, you will be given an opportunity to be bitter. Bitter towards others, bitter towards yourself, bitter towards God. Bitterness is a battle at some time or another Everybody has to fight it. And if we do not win it, bitterness will become a burden that will end up crushing us and a blight that will kill us. So what I want to show you then is how God then and God now can take bitterness and turn it into a blessing. You see, what God did for them, God can do for us if we remember several things. Number one, we all face burdens. Exodus 15, verse 22 says, Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. You see, these people here, they had experienced the thrill of victory. Now, well, they're about to learn the agony of defeat. They had been on the mountaintop of blessing, but now they're about to enter into the valley of bitterness. I want you to see here that the reason why they were in the wilderness... Was because God had led them there. In Exodus 15 and verse 13, here's what we read It says, In your mercy, you have led the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy dwelling. You see, the people were there not because they had done anything wrong they were there because they had done everything right you see it was god who had led them to a place of bitterness does that surprise you well it shouldn't first peter chapter 4 verse 12 there we read beloved do not be surprised At the fiery ordeal that is taking place among you to test you, as though some strange thing happened to you. You see, the truth is, everybody, sooner or later, walks in the wilderness. Everybody comes to a place where they will drink the water of bitterness if they choose. So just imagine three days in that hot, arid Arabian desert, wandering without water. And finally, they come to one of those countless sand dunes, and as they, as they get to the top, they finally see it, water. And like a herd of stampeding cattle, they rush to drink to their fill. They take one swallow, and they begin to gag and choke and spit because the water is bitter. And the first thing, the first thing many of them said was, God, you've let us down. They had put God to the test and they felt like God had failed. But they failed to realize that they were not putting God to the test. God was putting them to the test. Exodus 15, verse 25, we read, And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he had thrown it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And there he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he tested them. They were taking a test Every trouble, every trial, every tribulation that comes our way is a test. Now, God may not cause every trouble that comes into your life, but I'll tell you, he uses every trouble to test our focus, to test our faith, to test our faithfulness. One of the most difficult times in the history of the nation of Israel was the 40 years they wandered in the wilderness before they entered the promised land. Do you know one of the reasons that God caused them to do that? You know, in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 2, look at what it says. You must remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, to prove you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. You see, God is unlike any other teacher you will ever have. Normally, well, a teacher will teach you and then the teacher will test you. Well, God is just the opposite. First, God tests us. Then, he teaches us. Remember, every trial is a test. It's a test of our heart. You see, God knows that the faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. Until we put our faith to the test, we'll never know whether what we call faith is really faith or not. You see, that's exactly what the circumstances of life do to us. It reveals our character. It lets us know who we really are. Because when troubled times come into your life, we can either grow in faith or we can grumble in bitterness. Number two, we must fight bitterness. How did the people respond to this turn of events? Exodus 15, 24 says, so the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? Three days earlier, they had all been singing, they'd been dancing, they had routed the Egyptians, They had had crossed the Red Sea. They were singing. They were shouting at the top of their lungs. But their singing has now turned to sobbing. Their music has turned to murmuring. Their shouting has turned to doubt almost overnight. I want you to see the difference between two verses. First, Exodus 15, verse 1, it says... Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has thrown the horse and his rider into the sea. Now, three days later, verse 24, it says, So the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? You see... When trials come, when troubles come, they're going to come. That's guaranteed. And when they come, one of two things is always going to happen. We will either get better or we will get bitter. Now, bitterness may become a stage we go through, but bitterness can never become a state that we live in. God was testing them, and they had failed the test. Failed miserably. Well, first of all, notice what, they criticized their leader. Think about poor Moses. In just three days, he had gone from hero to zero. Three days earlier, they're carrying Moses around on their shoulders, and three days later, they're they're ready to hang him from the highest tree. But what I want you to see here is that their criticism of their leader was really a criticism of the Lord. Their murmuring was not really against Moses. It was really against God. You see, Moses had led the people to Marah, but God, he had led Moses. That's why it says in Exodus 16, Verse 8, The Lord hears your murmurings, which you murmur against Him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Now, that leads me to teach us another lesson. Whenever we complain about our circumstances, what we're really doing is complaining about the Lord who has led us into those circumstances. You see, the real problem that these people had was not drought, it was doubt. Their real problem was not a lack of water. The problem was a lack of faith. Every experience, every trial puts us to this test. Do we trust God or don't we? We always ask a question when something bad happens to us. And the question is, why? Well, maybe, maybe the real question we ought to be asking at first is, what? That is, rather than, why has this happened to me? Maybe we should be asking, what is God trying to teach me? Point number three, we all can find blessings. You see, even though God had brought them to a place of bitterness, he had done it for one reason, so that he might bring them to a place of blessing. I want you to see now how God used this incident to turn their bitterness into a blessing. Exodus 15, 25. And he cried to the Lord, The first thing Moses did was the best thing anybody did. He prayed. You know, maybe everyone ought to keep a sign over the door of their heart that says, in case of emergency, pray. You see, too often prayer is our last resort rather than our first resource. Now, we're about to see that it was not until Moses prayed about the problem that God showed him the solution. You're going to discover in life that many times the only place you will ever be able to find a solution to a problem or comfort for a hurt is on your knees, behind closed doors. Exodus 15, 25 goes on to say, when he had thrown it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. You see, that tree, it was there all the time, but Moses couldn't see it until he called upon the Lord. It's not that the tree was hidden. God just had to show it to him. He didn't see it until he put his focus back on the Lord. Then Moses cuts down the tree. He throws it into the water, and that bitterness was turned to sweetness. You see, when trouble comes into your life, don't throw in the towel. Throw in the tree. Because when you do, bitterness will turn to sweetness. Exodus 15, verse 26 says, If you diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight and give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will not afflict you with any of the diseases which I have afflicted the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you the real lesson God was trying to teach them was in that simple sentence, I am the Lord who heals you. Literally, it says, I am Jehovah Rapha. That is, I am the God who heals. Now, the reason why God brought them to this bitter water was to teach them that there is no problem God cannot solve. There is no hurt God cannot heal. There is no sorrow God cannot soothe. God can change dry wilderness into green pastures. God can turn dirty water into clear, clean liquid. God can take the most bitter thing that has ever happened in your life and use it for a blessing. Now notice the way the story ends, verse 27. Then they came to Elam, and there there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees, and they camped there by the waters. Did you see how many wells there were? Twelve. Do you remember how many tribes there were? Twelve. One well for every tribe. God not only had everything they wanted, God himself proved he was everything they needed. You see, God wants to bring you to a point in your life where all you have is him. Because once we realize, truly, and really understand that all we have in life is God, that's where we begin to live. That's what you find out that in life, God is all we need. Let us pray. Gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, thank you that in your mercy, in your love, and in your kindness, you can turn the bitterness into our lives into sweetness. Father, I pray for each and every viewer right now, particularly for those that are going through a bitter experience right now. Father, just draw near to them that they may experience your sweetness. Bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that point in our program where we have our special offer for our viewers. And today is no exception. We have this wonderful little book called um, Steps to Jesus, the Ride of Your Life. Um, You know, folks tell me all the time that next to the Bible, this has been one of the most impactful books in, in their Christian experience. And so we'd love to send it to you. We've offered it before, and maybe you've requested it in the past. Why not request another one? to give to a friend or a family member. Uh, The book is absolutely free. There's no obligation on your part whatsoever. It'll arrive in your home, postage paid. Are you interested in receiving it? Then pay close attention to the information you're about to hear.
1: To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, wwwl 4 You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe-Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe-Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. Well, on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support.
0: Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for watching. Let me tell you, I appreciate so much the opportunity to be with you every week and, you know, and as we study together and learn these practical lessons from God's Word as to how to Live life and live it more abundantly. That's exactly why we call the program Lessons for Living. You know, do me a favor if you would. Let your friends and family know so that they can tune in also. And, you know, maybe they don't live in the area where our program uh, appears, it's broadcast, but they can always go to our website, l4ltv.com. All of the previous programs are there on the website right back from our first season. You can see those there and uh, you can um, request the gifts there on the website. Uh, I have other material on there, other um, studies there, you know, questions like why do bad things happen to good people or what happens to us when we die or what is the second coming of Jesus? How will Jesus return? And what it is, it's a video presentation and then there's a lesson handout that you can download and you know i hear of certain places where they get together for bible study they show that video they hand out the lessons and it's a great way of better understanding the bible and and bible truth there's another tab while you're on the website that is uh live appearances and that will basically tell you where i'm appearing uh each and every week and uh, if you ever want to come out and see me live well that's the place where you would go and it'll tell you that we keep that up to date so you'd be well informed of where i'm going to be there is a tab that i always make reference to which is the donate today tab and you can make a donation online um, by credit card uh, by interact debit or you can just mail a check in and let let me thank those viewers that have sent in donations we really appreciate that and you know, all of the money that is sent to the ministry is used in the ministry. Uh, we use it to pay for the studio that we're in right now, or the airtime, on the network you're watching us, or the gifts we send out, the postage. We don't use any of that money to pay for salaries for me. We don't use it to buy wardrobe. That, you wonder why I wear the same thing all the time. Well, that's because that's the clothes that I have. And so none of that, because we want to make sure that when you invest in this ministry, that the resources are used specifically for the preaching of the gospel. And so um, please consider that. And if the Holy Spirit impresses upon you to make a donation, we could greatly use it. Those of you that are interested in overseas humanitarian work, there's another website we have, missionnowcanada.com it highlights that that part of our ministry that goes overseas and does humanitarian work. You can uh, join us on an upcoming trip. Remember our Instagram. Uh, Every morning I put out a one minute devotional on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Our YouTube channel carries all of our programs. Our Facebook page is a great way of sharing the Lessons for Living Television content. Go to our Facebook, Lessons for Living Television Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. They're telling me I have to stop right now because we're out of time. So let me thank you again for joining us, and I hope we get the opportunity to do this again real soon. God bless you, and I'm really looking forward to getting back together with you. God bless.